Bibi's back as Palestinians brace for the most extreme regime since al-Nakba. Iranians protest hijab while government rethinks morality police. And America's most infamous draft dodger, the Trumpster, calls for the dumpster as he burns the U.S. Constitution and his political future to the ground. With VT's Dr. Kevin Barrett, right here, right now, on VT Radio. Let's go. With host Johnny Punish. Dr. Kevin Barrett, welcome back to VT Radio. How's it going? It's going good, John. It's, it's turning into a good weekly kind of thing to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. You know, today, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, a lot of protests in Iran. There's a hijab issue. The morality police might be disbanded. I want to talk to you about that. Uh, Netanyahu is back. Apparently, Bibi's got a new book. And uh, who knew, right? The prime minister of Israel is back. And uh, he's, I guess you can't kill this guy. It's like a cockroach. I mean, forget it. This guy's been around for like 25,000 years. You know? Somebody drive a stake through his heart. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about that. So, um, And of course, Trump uh, recently called for the suspension of the U.S. Constitution. What the heck is that about? Go ahead and speak to those issues. Well, that's a whole bunch of uh, things. Let's, I guess we, starting with the Iran protests, uh, I think what's going on here is that the Iranian government wants to make a, a clear distinction between the uh, legitimate protests and it's it, within the Iranian system, it's perfectly legitimate for people to go out and peacefully protest around issues like the hijab, which is, of course, something that the majority of the people and the government itself have different views on. Uh, for example, former Prime Minister Ahmadinejad, who I recently did an interview with, is a supporter of ending the obligatory hijab. And then there are, there are others, of course, who, who, who aren't. And then there are, you know, a lot of people, I believe the Supreme Leader is basically kind of just taking advice from all different camps and ends up trying to make the best decision for Iran. So anyway, they want to make that distinction between legitimate peaceful protests on issues like that and these CIA backed, uh, riots and killings that have been going on as well. The CIA has been flooding Iran with terrorists and weapons uh, through Kurdistan. And Iraq has no control over its Kurdish region, which has been taken over by Israel. And Israel, and to some extent their junior partners, the United States, have been stealing all kinds of oil through organized crime efforts in Kurdistan. Veterans Today, of course, has exposed a lot of this over the years. So they control these radical Kurdish militias, and they have all kinds of assets they can use to go out and, and commit violence. And so they've been sending these terrorists and weapons into Iran, and all there have been all kinds of killings and riots and burnings, lootings. Uh, and the Iranian government doesn't want to uh, they ha keep creating this bogus impression, as it's reported in Western mainstream media, these media lies that we get every day, that there's this big revolution happening in Iran because nobody likes their government. That's not the case. What's happening in Iran is that there are some legitimate protests, which are much, much smaller than the pro-government protests, by the way. And then there's all this violence that's coming in from terrorism. You know, the U.S. and Israel have slaughtered 17,000 uh, civilians in Iran by su their support of these terrorist groups, the MEK and others. And, and so I think the Iranian government basically is saying that, yeah, this, these protests around hijab, that's, that's okay. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe we'll change that. But, uh, we have to beat back these terrorists. Incredible. Because, uh, in watching the Western media about this, you think, 
you know, Iran's falling apart. The morality piece of uh, police have been disbanded. Uh, the the death of this young lady, uh, the name escapes me, but uh, I'm sorry, but I don't have the name in front of me. But the young lady that was supposedly uh, who died in custody for the morality police, uh, it's just all over the Western media news. And you think, uh, wow, this is going to be an overthrow of the government. But apparently that's not the case. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't bet on it. Uh, but, you know, you never know how things turn out. I mean, the, you know, the, the United States uh, has terrorists and killers try to ch- do regime change all the time. It's, it's happened, if not, uh, probably over 100 times now since World War II. Certainly right. many, many dozens. And sometimes they succeed. Sometimes they fail. And, but they've been on a kind of a, a failure role recently. They haven't been able to take over Crimea and put a U.S. base in there to put a dagger to Russia's throat. And they're, they're going to lose in Ukraine. They lost in Syria. And I think they're going to lose in Iran as well. Well, let's see what happens because uh, Iran is a big issue because I was just watching Bibi uh, Netanyahu on one of those uh, American talk shows, uh, Sunday morning shows. I think it was... Oh, gosh. One of the CNN ones, I think it was. And um, he was talking about Iran, how aggressive he was going to be with Iran now that he's going to be taking over as prime minister. Uh, His government's going to be an extremist government. Apparently, he's doing business with the far extremist wings of their party. And uh, so it might look to be getting a little nasty. What's your feeling about Bibi getting back? Well, that is getting really nasty. I just did an interview on Press TV about that. And uh, Bibi's creating this new government with Ben Gavir, who's an avowedly genocidal lunatic, a uh, guy who, who used to worship the huge portrait of Barrett Goldstein that he hung up in his, his living room. Barrett Goldstein was the serial killer who slaughtered uh, uh, close to 30 uh, people praying peacefully in Hebron, in the Hebron massacre. So he's, he's just a, you know, a, a total mass murdering thug. And uh, Ben Gavir, the now the kingmaker in Israel, who's the partner of Netanyahu, is a worshiper of Barak Goldstein. And this has freaked out uh, Israel's Western supporters. Even Thomas Friedman, the most extreme uh, fanatical supporter of Israel on the New York Times editorial page, is uh, tearing his hair out. He can't believe it. He says the Israel that we used to know no longer exists. Uh, so, yeah, Israel is totally out of control. But, of course, the good side here is that virtually everybody in the region who isn't on their payroll hates their guts and just can't wait to see the end of the genocidal entity. And that's, of course, what we're hearing from the World Cup in Qatar. The Israeli journalists run around. Nobody will talk to them. Everybody hates them. Every, the, all this, oh, you're Israeli? Sorry, that's there's no such country. That's not a legitimate oh country. Go that's away. That's terrible. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> unbelievable. Right. Right. So this is actually good for the Iranian government because the Iranian government is the biggest uh, uh, principled opponent of the Zionists, whom everybody, including virtually all Iranians, hate. So, again, I I don't think that the Zionists are going to be able to overthrow the government in Tehran uh, because everybody in Iran, even the people who strongly support ending the hijab ban and hate the morality police and love to watch stupid American crap uh, coming out of the propaganda channels in, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. even those Iranians hate Israel's guts. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's obvious that it's the, Zi- the radical genocidal Zionists who are trying to overthrow the Iranian government. And ultimately, people in Iran and everywhere else in the region are going to side with the Iranian government, not with the Zionists. Now, what do you expect is going to happen in the next year or two with the BB government as in regards to the West Bank, Gaza, the Palestinians? What should we expect coming from the Biden administration and the Israeli government? 
Well, the Israelis have been slaughtering Palestinians at a greatly increased rate over the past few weeks. Uh, there was a day where they killed, I think, five different people. They've had these killings of unarmed Palestinians, uh, point-blank range, execution style by security forces. And that's really pissing off the Palestinians, as one might expect. So there's likely to be uh, another intifada brewing. And that's what I was just talking about on, on press TV. So, so yeah, there's probably going to be more violence. And pro- people like Ben Gavir like this because... He's dedicated to the final solution to the Palestinian problem, which means murdering and expelling every non-Jew from all of historic Palestine. That's what he wants to do. And so the only way to even contemplate that is to have more and more killing and blood and violence. And so that's what he's pushing. And because he's got a powerful position now, propping up Netanyahu, he's going to get some of that at least. So we're expecting something nasty coming around the corner. Is that correct? Well, yeah, there's going to be more violence, unquestionably. That's just terrible. Okay. Um, Well, um, I, I, I wanted to tell you this because I don't think you know this, but uh, I wrote a song called Stone Throwing Riot about 20 years ago in 97. And it was uh, in, in support of the Intifada. Uh, of, and I remember that song because in that song I was quoting Netanyahu, uh, Bibi Netanyahu in that song. And I was thinking, wow, this guy's going to be gone soon. And 20 years later, he's still there. Palestine's still a mess. Uh, Israel's still a mess when it comes to international human rights. Ah, it's just so frustrating, you know, as a as a son of the Palestinian myself, uh, very, very frustrated. We just want peace. We just want uh, to work, to earn our livings, to raise our children. And it's just so difficult in this environment. Where do you think it's going to end? Are we going to get a two-state solution, a one-state solution, a no-state solution? Are they going to uh, final solution against the Palestinians, if you know what I mean? Are they going to gas us? What are they going to do? I think the Zionist regime is going to collapse and disappear. It's uh, The reasons for that are that it's becoming more and more openly genocidal, fanatical, and let's say uh, unstrategic. You know, in the past, they were really good at using their control of Western media to portray Israel as the underdog and to make it look like a, a secular Western democracy that honors human rights and all this sort of nonsense, when in fact it's been a genocidal entity that founded by terrorists from the get-go. But they uh, were quite clever in making a lot of that deniable. And now it's run by people who don't even bother to make it deniable, like this Ben Gavir lunatic. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's so far beyond anything that you know, Hitler ever even dreamed of being in terms of his fanatical exterminationist ideology that it's not even funny. So, uh, and, and Netanyahu, of course, has been the main force behind the so-called war on terror since he dreamed up the concept with his 1979 JCIT, uh, the Jerusalem Conference on International Terror. And that's where Netanyahu convened that conference, brought in a bunch of the top people from around the world uh, of that ilk, including George W. Bush and a number of other high-level American officials, and basically set up his plan to make terrorism the next big threat. Uh, it's as if they knew in 1979 that communism's days were numbered, they were going to need a new enemy, and they were decided to make the enemies of Israel, that is the Arabs and the Muslims, their next enemy by dubbing them terrorists and declaring a war on terrorism. So Netanyahu and his friends were planning for 9-11 and everything. All, all these, you know, 9-11 was just a publicity stunt for this plan that Netanyahu hatched in 1979. So there's a reason that he's been around so long. He's a, he's a central figure in this whole uh, strategic plan to try to expand uh, Israel, make it ever more powerful by way of a very uh, extreme kind of program. But I think it's gotten so extreme that it's uh, it's eating itself up 
and ultimately Zionism is going to hollow itself out from the inside and collapse. And, and this demographic situation where the relatively secular, educated European Jews are having few children and sort of these radicalized, uh, you know, children of the Yemeni and, and Moroccan and other Arab immigrants uh, who are very generally poor, oppressed, and, and pissed off for their own reasons and turning their anger against Palestinians. Those people are voting for these genocidal lunatics like Ben Gavir and Netanyahu. And that demographically, Israel is becoming more and more extremely fanatical, uh, super fundamentalist, uh, low educational ability and ability standards. Uh, you know, that the not so bright people are having a lot more kids than the bright people. And they're all a bunch of genocidal fanatics. And so it gets more fanatical, more genocidal, less sophisticated every year. And eventually it's going to just implode. Now, the Biden administration currently in power in the United States, their relationship with Israel is what exactly? What should we expect? From the, are they going to do anything? Are they going to contribute to it? Are they going to kind of hold them back a little bit? What do you know about that? Well, uh, Zionists, meaning ethnically Jewish people, let's let's set aside the Christian Zionists who are really just a bunch of brainwashed zombies with no independent volition <laughs> or sophistication uh, or power. Now, the the uh, the Jewish Zionists, um, and particularly this sort of you know point one percent of the richest and most powerful uh, people of Jewish background, uh, they're not religious, but they are very much they have a place in their heart for their illusion of, of what Israel is or is supposed to be. And so those people who dominate Western media, dominate Western finance, have been running interference for this slow motion genocide of Palestine from the very beginning. Now it's reaching the point that as we see with Thomas Friedman's New York Times article that the Israel we knew no longer exists, these people really can't stomach what Israel has turned into. And so, yeah, they're, they are the mainstay of support for Israel in the U.S. government. Joe Biden listens to these people. He listens to these uh, representatives of the wealthy, powerful element of the Jewish population that donates a lot of money to the Democratic Party. And those people, a lot of them are becoming horrified by, uh, by, by Zionist genocide and the younger people, especially the younger Jewish people. So this is going to be one of the elements that leads to the disappearance of the Zionist entity is the fact that that, that radical genocidal, uh, uh, demographic change within Israel is going to alienate its Western supporters. And how are, how is the Arab states are going to deal with this? Obviously Saudi is, you know, Saudi, their, their leadership there is, uh, Zionist? What the hell are they doing over there? They don't support the Palestinians anymore. So explain that to me. How are we going to get them off off the back of of uh, commingling with Israel? Well, they'll just as soon as the winds change, you know, as, as soon as they see that uh, they will get as many or more advantages by changing their position, then they'll change their position. Well, that, that you know, the reason that for so many years they pretended to be big supporters of the Palestinians and actually did offer a certain amount of support, although not, not a whole heck of a lot. Well, let's frank. go back to how about King, uh, King Faisal was the last yeah. one to support the Palestinians. And uh, mm -hmm. I think he was assassinated, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So now the thing is they've, they've been making that choice. They've seen, you know, which way the winds blow, what happens if you do this, what happens if you do that. So they kind of gradually inched more and more towards backing off on their support for Palestine and embracing the Zionists. And then finally, when they thought they could really get away with it, they went ahead and embraced the Zionists uh, under Trump and they were bribed to do so and they could get away with it. But the minute it becomes clear that they don't have to do that, they'll stop. And as the geopolitical winds change, not only will the Western uh, Jews stop supporting Israel the way they have 
as I mentioned, but then also we have the geopolitical changes as the, the new multipolar axis takes the place of the American empire. And at that point, without the, the West, Western and American uh, Jewish element propping up Israel, these other countries don't really care much about Israel. In fact, don't even like it very much. In Russia, they have a long issue with, uh, with Jewish criminality at the highest levels of, of wealth and power, and they know about it. They're hip to it. They don't like Israel. China has a long history of Western imperialism and racism, and they can totally relate to the Palestinians. They don't like Israel very much. And the rest of the world is really like that, too. You know, if you just look at what's going on at the World Cup, nobody wants to talk to Israeli journalists from anywhere. Uh, so, and, and, right. Poor, poor Israeli journalists. Yeah. Poor Israeli. So, right. So, so, yeah, that's that's ultimately the way things are going to go. I think that geopolitics is going to follow the, the wave of popular sentiment. And uh, Israel's going to be increasingly isolated, and ultimately, it's it's going to implode. Gotcha. So I want to pivot right now. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you, are you going to read Bibi's book? You know, I, I wasn't even aware that he had a book out, but now that you mentioned it, I should invite him on my radio show to publicize it, because I, think you know, I noticed that I, I get the famous people, you know, people like Pat Buchanan and Ralph Nader and Jesse Ventura and Je Dennis right. Kucinich and these kinds of people I've had on my show. They always, the only time they would ever come on my show is to promote a book. So maybe Bibi Netanyahu could be my next radio guest. That would be a lively debate, wouldn't it? It would, and I'd definitely put it a good word for you. <laughs> and, and if I can't get BB himself, I could just yeah. get Yee's little uh, uh -huh. net, you know, netty Netanyahu pu puppet, and that that there would be the next best thing. Perfect. Yeah. I want to pivot right now to uh, Donald Trump. Uh, yesterday or a day before, he said that he's calling for the suspension of the U.S. Constitution. When mm -hmm. they asked BB Netanyahu on the TV show I mentioned earlier, uh, BB said, "Well, you know, it's just well, no big deal." You know, and he said, "Well, the guy's <laughs> meeting with anti-Jewish people. Is that bother you?" Well, he does a lot of good for Israel. So this weird <laughs> transactional relationship that Bibi has uh, is freaking me out. But uh, with Trump calling for the suspension of the U.S. Constitution, come on, man. This guy is going off the edge, man. What do you think about that? Well, the reason Bibi is running interference for Trump on this and everything else is that, hey, it's like from his perspective – we own that guy, you know, just I'm sure BB has copies of whatever Jeffrey Epstein got on Trump. So they own him. And that's, of course, right. why when Trump was president, they just, you know, pull the strings and, and Trump hands them everything they ask for. And then some, oh, yeah, move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and create these so-called Abraham Accords. Everything that BB wanted, BB got from Trump. So naturally, he owns the guy. He's, he's going to be nice to him and, and say nice yeah. things. But in this particular case, though, I think that uh, BB's position isn't complete, is insane as many of his positions, because actually... Like when I looked at this, and of course, I, I didn't look super closely, but my impression from what I've seen is it just sort of looks like Trump was basically just throwing up his hands and saying, oh, what's the use of having a constitution if you can't, you don't even count the votes and don't even follow the constitution. Right. And actually that point that, you know, what's the use of having a constitution if you don't follow it? To me, that's actually one of these great unspoken truths. And so here's Trump voicing uh, in his own foolish, clumsy way uh, a great unspoken truth which he's done before i mean he gets all these things kind of wrong he always does like 9 11 he sort of tells the truth and he sort of gets it wrong in all these different ways he, right? he blames the, yeah yeah he blames like the dancing arabs when it was actually the dancing israelis but at least he knows 9 11 wasn't what they told us at least and, somebody was dancing right <laughs> somebody was dancing yeah <laughs> okay on that note kevin i, I want to say thank you for being on vt radio before i let you go i want to find out what's cooking for you this week what's happening uh with you uh, well, I'm just writing and writing and writing and, and writing and broadcasting as usual. I just published a kind of a tribute to Dr. David Ray Griffin, who passed away last week. And uh, 
then so I, no, I don't no know what I'll be writing next. But that's uh, yeah, that's that's the newest thing at this point. Okay, and tell our listeners, of course, uh, how they can find your work. Uh, how can they support you, contribute to what you're doing, to so we can keep you on the air and keep you going. Let us know how, what's up with that. Well, the, the best thing is to go to Kevin Barrett dot substack dot com that's k-e-v-i-n-b-a-r-r-e-t-t dot substack dot com or you could paypal a gift to uh, truth jihad at gmail dot com perfect okay we'll get that on there and we'll, we'll flash it across the screen too so everybody make sure that uh, they'll find you okay also uh, before i let you go uh, remember if, uh, those listeners that like this show please support vt radio become a member of our patreon community um if you become a member we'll send you a vt official uh, gold cup that uh, we'll be sending to Kevin shortly, uh, probably this week. Kevin, you'll get your VT official cup. I can't wait. You know, I've been I've been drinking my coffee out of this German beer mug, which doesn't look good for you know. I'm a no. Muslim. It's like uh, Haram Alik. I got the Broncos cup here, which is definitely not promoting VT radio. The Broncos, so, oh man, yeah, get terrible. those VT cups. I, I want one. <laughs> I know it's terrible, right? So we're working on that right now. We'll get that to everybody, and uh, so become a member of VT radio. Okay, Kevin, thanks a lot for everything for being on the show. Uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, Next week, my friend. Okay, thanks, John. Cheers. Have a good week. Okay, cheers. Okay, you too. If you enjoyed this presentation, hit the like button now. Also, share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. VT approves this message.